Welcome back to the ABCs of ERP and Beyond, the podcast that's all about enterprise resource planning software and how it helps run businesses through such a dedicated system. Um, if you're new to the world of ERP and you're looking to learn about uh, inventory control, better bookkeeping, real-time data analytics, uh, amongst everything else, then this is where this podcast comes in. We discuss things like business processes, ERP technology, AI, which I love, um, organizational change management, and everything in between. And I certainly couldn't do it without my co-host, Narav Shah. Welcome back. Thank you, Peter. Happy to be here. Excited to talk about this part two. Um, and we have a number of things to continue that um, review of all the different challenges that retail e-commerce um, you know, e-commerceers, e-commerceers, uh, e-commerce uh, sites face when it comes to inventory management. Um, you know, inventory management is a huge deal. And if your inventory is not right, right, it's going to turn off a lot of people. You're going to be quickly out of business. So I'm hoping that, you know, what we've been discussing here in our last episode and this episode, that it helps maybe a struggling retail e-commerce site turn the page. Right, get more organized, be able to control their inventory, and um, get to a place where they could properly service their customers. Because really, inventory is the biggest number on the balance sheet, and if it's not managed properly, it could take your business down. Um, so, you know, I'm hoping that that this helps um, other companies out there kind of, you know, straighten out their inventory, especially in the retail e-commerce space. Mm. So part one, we covered uh, challenges with, with not using an ERP. Um, then we moved on to what an ERP can do, things like real-time inventory tracking, um, automation with both sales processing, reordering, restocking. Uh, we talked about um, seasonality, how we handle seasonality, how we handle kind of end-of-life product lines, ones that are slowly dying and how do we make sure that we don't end up with cash tied up um, in slow moving stock uh, and then we moved on to physically uh, warehouse management uh, and then loss prevention so that was part one part two we've got um, first on the list is omni-channel inventory management so how do um, ERP systems support inventory management across maybe different ways of, uh, of fulfilling customer orders, maybe between online and offline channels, for example. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's very important, right? Retail e-commerce, uh, people that sell on retail e-commerce, they're not just selling on their own site, right? Yeah, you're selling, you have your own website, maybe through BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Shopify, but you're also probably selling on Amazon. You're also probably selling on eBay. You're also selling on these other, you know, uh, marketplaces essentially, right? So first is define what omni-channel inventory management is, right? It's basically a way of managing and reconciling your inventory across multiple sales channels. That includes even social media, right? We talked about e-commerce platforms and maybe some brick and mortar locations that you have where you have some POS. So omni-channel itself is really by definition how you're gonna get reliable information across all these different places that you sell accurately. What you don't want is your eBay site saying you have five available, 
your brick and mortar store has one available. Amazon says you have, you know, zero available, right? And then and then your um, um, your site, right, shows that it's it's back ordered, right, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's not going to give a good customer experience at the end of the day, right? So it, it's really important in the omni channel, especially, to have a single source of truth. And your single source of truth of inventory control should be coming from your ERP, right? Because that's mm-hmm. where you're doing all your pluses and minuses of your inventory that's coming in and going out daily, right? And it stays real time. So the number that's there in your ERP could then be broadcasted out to your different omnichannel platforms. So now you have the same number across your platforms and are reliably taking orders to fulfill them in that accurate time frame that you promised to the customer. Mm. So Omnichannel is just not on your website. It's how we identify that inventory across all the places that you sell. Right? Now in ERP, mm. there's a lot of ERPs, you know, especially Acumatic on Business Central, that are a little bit more um, intelligent. So if you wanted to you know, have specific inventory levels at specific sites show specific numbers they could do that for you like let's say for ebay if you were less than 10 you wanted to show you had nothing available and let's say for if you're less than 10 on your website you only wanted to show that you had five available well you could do that right maybe you want to create some buffers right you don't want to be one-to-one you want to create some buffers so you know you know you get some more orders on one website than another website you could do that intelligently in your system but it's all controlled from one place you're not having to control and have rules in different places. So the key is, is how do you optimize? How do you synchronize and consolidate, you know, your tracking and management of your inventory across all these different omnichannels? And the best way to do it, start it with your ERP. Your ERP mm-hmm. is going to be your single source of truth when it comes to seeing this inventory across these other platforms. Hmm. I assume that if I have an outsourced fulfillment company, I can still have that separate from maybe my my own warehouse in terms Absolutely. of inventory. Absolutely. Absolutely. And still do stock transfers and mm-hmm. whatever else. Could I also do purchase orders into a fulfillment company? You can. So they can receive in? They could receive in as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There could be, um, you know, EDI, API set up where inventory is received in. That's obviously see if the other warehousing entity is capable to send and receive electronic messages. So if they are, then, you know, they could go ahead and receive something in from your purchase order. And then you could get that, you know, back automatically via API directly back into your ERP for real time visibility of what's been received at that fulfillment center um, or or 3PL essentially. Yeah, I mean, possibilities are endless nowadays, right? The more automated you can make this, the more reliable that information is gonna be. and then you could actually take more action on, you know, the cost side of inventory control. The, um, you know, do we take this item from our warehouse and move it to a drop shipping type of, you know, methodology or whatever you want to do? But once you could do that with ERP, you can make those decisions on how to better uh, manage your business. All right. Going back to cost savings, ends. Where are my biggest savings going to be in having an ERP handle inventory? Would you it's, say? Yeah, it's going to be being able to understand what your holding costs are, right? What your ordering costs are, right? Maybe you're ordering more than you're actually having to ship. 
uh, on a monthly basis. So why are you always ordering more, right? That's going to tie up your cash, right? And 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 the other the reverse side of it is also true. Maybe you're not ordering enough to get optimal quantity breaks with your vendors, right? If material cost is sometimes mm. immaterial, like if it doesn't cost that much, might as well order an extra hundred because you could knock the per unit cost down by fifty cents to a dollar, right? Which ultimately, you know, it's going to sell because you have that historical data in your ERP. You're going to make a margin on it, a bigger margin than you were, right? Mm. So you could have that cost savings. Maybe you can reduce the price and, and get more orders through the door because you're able to absorb a lower price on it now because you're getting it at a lower cost from your vendor, essentially, right? Those are the different type of um, analytics that you'll get from an ERP to be able to control your costs and come out with better margins for your items that you're selling um, to to your customers. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like there's two sides or two avenues to go down in terms of uh, cost, pure cost savings, capitalizing on price breaks, and then better use of cash. Because then I might be able to invest in um, might be so, something software based or exactly. I could invest in maybe new opportunities that I previously didn't think that I could because I didn't have enough of a cash reserve to be able to uh, explore other um, expansions to a business because, well, I've tied it up in all the stock that's going to sit in the warehouse. That's right. Exactly. And um, I don't know about you, but I've been through a lot of warehouses in my 20 years of experience of doing these uh, implementations. And you just see rows and rows and rows and rows of the same inventory. And it gets to a point where you get to the back of the warehouse and like kind of in the corner, this dungy little corner, right? The back of the <laughs> warehouse. And there's like another five skids of it just covered in cobwebs. Yeah. Just completely yeah. covered in cobwebs. And you're like, did they not get the point that they shouldn't order more at this moment, when you had five sitting in this corner, <laughs> they just continue to order, 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 right? Because they didn't have proper inventory management systems. They were relying on Excel spreadsheets. They kept thinking that they had to keep ordering without understanding what they had on hand. Mm. That's an interesting point. I think we covered that, but we haven't covered that. Stock control. So yeah. ERP stock control, first in, first out, stock rotations. Yep. Um, can ERP hand at least aid with this? 100%. 100%. Right? You talk about first in, first out, last in, first out, right? The system keeps tracks of all these different inventory layers that are coming in, right, by date. So it knows what inventory layer to use for costing and fulfillment based on right. this electronic, you know, ability programming ability that the systems have inherently to keep track of that accurately so mm. it'll tell you hey use that first stock that came in that dungeon little corner in your warehouse that this stock <laughs> with all this cobwebs go grab that thing first and start using it instead of what just came through the door right now right um, it'll help you rotate that inventory a lot a lot more seamlessly um, so you know ultimately you have more inventory turns but they're shorter so instead of you turning your inventory every 
90 days, maybe you're turning inventory 30 days because you're able to use the FIFO method effectively, right? And and reduce the number of orders that you have to do your vendors, right? Whatever the goal is, everyone should, every retail e-commerce um, company has an inventory goal. You have to come up with your goal, right? And that goal should translate to how you're going to manage that inventory in your ERP. So you got to set those mm-hmm. rules up in your ERP to help support that goal. Mm-hmm. Talking about inventory, there's different ways that we should handle inventory, I guess, dependent on the methodology. So I think you mentioned it before, drop shipping. I know we've got other ones like consignment-based, uh, made-to-stock, made-to-order, special orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do we... We're going to have to treat them differently somehow. So can we set them up as particular... Can we have inventory that's known as consignment inventory and treat that in one process uh, separate to how we would have something that's made to order. Can we do that? Yeah, absolutely. And let me take a step back, right? Fundamentally in business, you have to be able to change. You have to be able to adapt. Your business, the way it's operating today, is going to be looking, it's going to look a little different next year. Maybe even the year after that, right? And the year after that. And the reason why I bring that up is if you have a good ERP system, you could change your business for the better. An example of that is let's say an item that you've been stocking historically that you fulfill from your customers all the time, right, from your warehouse. But maybe at some point you realize with logistics costs going up, fuel going up, all the different tariffs are there, labor is going up. You may realize, hey, why don't I take advantage of a, a uh, program that my vendor has that allows my vendor to blind ship on my behalf so I don't have to take on these additional costs. I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about the freight costs. I don't got to worry about the extra labor costs. I could maybe downsize my warehouse where my vendor will take my order. I'll give my order to my vendor, pass it through to them. And they will blind ship it to my customer. So it looks like I'm shipping it. But my vendor yeah. takes on the part of fulfillment. Drop shipping. You, you're stocking it initially. Now you're drop shipping it. And maybe that increases your margins considerably. Right? But you need a good system to be able to analyze that. Another part of it is consignment. Let's say you're holding so much of your vendor's inventory. You're buying it all the time. And you're running reports out of your ERP and you see that, hey, we're, you know, we're buying a million dollars of this vendor's inventory all the time. Let's approach the vendor and be like, hey, you know, you know we're buying from you all the time. Help us free up our cash flow. Let us, buy, let me get, let us get some of this stuff on consignment. We're going to pay you anyways. We're going to turn this yeah. over. Right? Instead of you, you know, clogging up your cash on that million dollars up front, pay it based on usage as orders come in from your sites. Make that business decision, right? Don't be scared. Challenge your business to be better. And the data is in your ERP to be able to be better, right? Then the day. Make to order is another one. Right? Make to order, you're, you're, you know, a lot of times Etsy is a big retailer marketplace, right? A lot of that stuff is one-off stuff that they're making personalized for people based on what they're ordering. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, you might be able to take in your order from Etsy and then start realizing, yeah, you know, only a certain part of my product is actually really what I consider make to order. These other parts are kind of standard. So I should aggregate the standard items and purchase them more in bulk. So I don't have to order mm. them one at a time all the time, you know, with my vendor, maybe get a better cost savings at the end of the day. But you could do this. And when you do this, you could come out with better product lines, more product lines that you could sell on Etsy because you're more lean, you're more efficient at the end of the day, right? You could start embracing these other ways to do business with your inventory, have your inventory make money for you instead of you being scared that you don't have enough inventory or that you're held hostage by, by bad inventory numbers and scared that you're going to you know, not be able to fulfill to your customer at the end of the day. You need good systems in place. And back-end operations is so crucial to retail e-commerce you know, platforms to, to ensure that that's, that's in place. And I think you know, that should be step number two after the website. Right? Let's get the customer experience and let's get our back-end operations in line and ready to go. And have that humming, um, so we could we could continue reach reach our customers and service them better. Uh, going back to the Etsy part, I guess could we do the same methodology if we had pre-assembled or part-assembled um, products? So um, maybe I've consumed some items from my bill of materials into a part-assembled product that I can't sell. Um, but I can have as like work in progress. Can I handle these kind of things like raw material, but I want to see that I've consumed it, but I haven't yet got a finished product. It's kind of in the work in progress. Can I do Ab that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Items could come over for, into FC as, you know, into the sales order itself, and it could be attached to a bill of material, right? Now, when you know a bill of material, what items go into what, you can start costing it properly. You could start, maybe start, you know, a, a, an operation where you want to subcontract maybe part of that bill of material because it's cheaper. Essentially, bring it in and then you do the last piece of it, you know, which is the personalization of the part. But you need that data to make that decision, right? Why do everything in-house when you could get it done cheaper potentially? Hmm. I think I've seen in Business Central, we should have a look at this at some point, yeah. um, like a really cool Gantt chart of... Mm -hmm. uh, how everything lines up and we can't start building this part until yeah. this part's done. And exactly. then we can see how far out it's going to be until it's ready. Mm -hmm. Then we can spot gaps where we could optimize and reduce the lead time. Absolutely. We should have a look at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's going to be a great other, you know, other episode to look at, um, you know, look, looking at the supply chain of those parts moving through your, you know, warehousing floor. Because you, know, you mm -hmm. got the one end where the orders are coming in from your retail e-commerce spaces, but then efficiently moving it through your warehouse, right? But you need a system to be able to do that, right? You can't just keep mm -hmm. popping up Excel spreadsheets like, a, like a, you know, um, I don't know, you know, like like, you're, you're, like like the different seasons of a year, keep popping up a new Excel spreadsheet. You need, you need to have some consistency and some reliability with that, with that data. Yeah. So when you find yourself on like version 16 of the inventory report in Excel, just take a step back. No, the best is the best is when they're looking through version control and they're saying, wait a minute, it, it, this number was lower four versions ago and they're trying to find a version that had it. And then they're going back and trying to then figure out like, okay, what the hell happened in between? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, someone's saved Someone a copy of it and Someone then changed it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone deleted the slide and that's the end. But the ERP, it's auditable. You can't delete things in the subledger, right? Yeah. So, you know, the good or bad ugly, it's all going to be in there, right? Whether it's a mistake yeah. or it's not a mistake, it's going to be in there and you'll be able to quickly ascertain, you know, how you want to go ahead and move on with that data reliably uh, to conduct your business. I, whenever I think about that, I always remember um, a story of a few years ago. I had someone at work that had managed to, um, there was hidden rows. Um, it was like revenue expectations per like product line. And um, there were some hidden rows and they did some formula that was so pleased with themselves that it, like applied 10% or, or something like that, you know, 10 or 15%. And then they dragged the formula down. But that meant they dragged it over all of the hidden rows. <laughs> so instead, of, they filtered it down to just the stuff they cared about and then did a formula. And they were so pleased. They dragged it down, but they didn't realize they applied that formula to every single row in between. Brilliant. It completely ruined this. And of course, they saved it. <laughs> um, and it was on an on-prem server. So it, we didn't have like the power of um, version control in SharePoint or something like that. It's just an on-prem server, local file. Brilliant. Saved oh. quick. And I came in, I was like, hang on, hang on a second. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah, just dragged the whole lot down, saved and went on their merry way. So uh, uh, I heard that one before, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we managed to recoup one. Uh, we had a, a blade server next to it that was um, taking snapshots in time. Yeah. So we managed to pull the file from a previous snapshot the day before. You, you know, you know, which is a new trend right now in inventory management is smart sheets. You should do an episode on that. Like they're creating <laughs> these smart sheets as like fake full, like ERP systems, all this logic and automation in it. All right. Okay. Scares nice. the crap out of me. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so someone's got trigger happy with uh, macros and stuff yes, in Excel. So. Yes, 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 yes. We okay. should do one. We should do one. Uh, do an episode on that because that could be very dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Just oh, that's um. There's one that's a little bit like that for finance. What's it called? Oh, QuickBooks. Isn't it? We go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if we get if we get a cease and desist from QuickBooks, I know, I know, I know. We, we might, but we probably won't stop though. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I think what we've seen over the last two episodes is that it's not like it won't be an overnight thing, and it's not going to be suddenly you won't have any inventory worries. But it's going to be these small um, little pieces that will start to build and build and you're going to slowly over time see these cost savings and better control and more accurate uh, and timely um, insights into um, everything really in terms of cost, in terms of sales, in terms of um, supply chain op uh, optimizations. Like all these things start to add up, don't they? Um, you're not going to just suddenly overnight see a, a chunk of cost saving. Um, but over time, I guess you're going to start to see um, bits and pieces here and there that will hopefully translate into significant savings um, and operational advantages kind of over the long term. Would you agree? 
I I hundred percent agree. Um, I mean, you know, look, let's let's face it. This is the future. We're shopping online, right? Brick and mortar is slowly kind of going away. And I'm not saying it's dying. People say it's dying. I'm not saying it's dying. So out there, no, brick and mortar is not dying. It's it's probably being reduced in its capacity um, in terms of the shopping experience. But that in turn, because of the digital, you know, shopping, you know, platforms out there now, inventory control is probably getting even more important than it ever was before. So, you know, don't rely on outdated systems. Get something that's true and proven that's going to help you grow in this new era of shopping experiences for the consumer. Because um, when you could do that, you could open up the doors for a lot of other opportunities and keep your business thriving in this digital world. Mic drop. That, that was a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> good. Well, as ever, uh, absolute pleasure, Narav. Um, really good, really insightful. It's great to hone in on a specific um, point of a business, which is all of the inventory stuff. Um, and hopefully someone has found something useful in this. Um, if you do have any questions, let us know. Put comments in, um, whether it's on YouTube or whether you drop us a message on LinkedIn. Um, details will be pasted everywhere. So uh, get in contact if you have any um, corrections that we may have, uh, <laughs> may have slipped on, um, as long as your name isn't QuickBooks. Yeah. Everything <laughs> we said about QuickBooks is true. <laughs> Um, but yeah just let us know just uh, drop some questions in um, and if you have any stories that you want to add or inventory nightmares um, let us know and we can we can grab you onto a that's a good one inventory nightmares inventory nightmares we gotta do one yeah Yeah. it's like kitchen nightmares but just with business (laughs) (laughs) cool very good until next time take it easy uh, and I'll catch you on the next one